No, uh, I, was like, I, I, I didn't text him PM. I said 9.30. I was ready to go. Oh, no, night. I can't do morning. I yeah, mean, I can't do nights. Night. You can't do nights? Oh, see, I, I love nights. Yeah. Oh, we're on? Okay. We're, we're on. Here we are. Here we are. Always be recording. Right. You guys look so hot. I can't what get over that, about? There's a clap so that we can be online. I like it. I love your hat, your shirt. Everyone feel good? You comfy? Yeah, super comfy. Comfy? Comfy? Clean heart. All right, I'm going to count us in. Here we go. Ready? Count us in. Three, two, one. Hey, everybody. Welcome back to the No Roof Podcast. This is episode. What are we on, Chuchu? We on seven. We're it's on a big seven. deal. So this is a big deal for us because um, when we did our research, started a podcast. Everyone said seventh was like the hardest one to get to. And yeah. then that's when people started like, okay, we're done making these. And so thank you, viewers. Thank we you, guests, it. for coming. Yes. Thank you, Nate. Thank you, Jackie. I celebrate you. Thank Jack, you. What is, what's the song I do? Jackie Jack. We love we Jack. We love Jack. Jack Jack. Oh, look. We look we're wearing Jack, Jack shirts. So yeah, we're wearing Jack. Look at that. They're wearing shirts for you, Jack. Um, so this is episode seven. I am your general. I am your George Washington. Yep. Yeah, I am the captain. Yep. And I have my ride or die over there, Choo Choo. And together we are Chaba Choo Choo. Uh, today with us, we have the rooster. <laughs> Superman. We have Rooster King Nate. Now, before we uh, introduce our, uh, our mystery guest, uh, let's go into that intro. All right, all right. Welcome back. All right, episode seven. So um, we have an amazing guest today, someone very close to all of our hearts. Absolutely. Um, let's just say her name. Celeste Nalepa Celeste. is in the house. Clap hey. yourself. Come on, clap. Come on, come on. So happy you're here. We love you. Thank you so much for coming. So we know Celeste through your amazing husband. My therapist. And then we realized how amazing you were and even more amazing. I said that if you're watching. She is incredible. We blur that out, Jack. Um, But um, Taylor has been, I mean, a big voice in all of our our lives. Um, I mean, he was in, I think he was at all our weddings. Um, Yes. We give inappropriate hugs because we love each other. Yes. And, inappropriate? Uh, inappropriate He's my therapist. Hugs. We yes. go for coffee. And Honestly, he, he, he has nice calves. Your husband has nice he calves. He has amazing calves. The sexiest. They're, they're beautiful calves. <laughs> I, I love his calves. Um, so, so today um, we have a word we're going to tear the roof off. And I'm very excited about this word. It might get um, a little deep, and I think it should. A little, yeah. what's that word that we don't like? Vulnerable. Ooh, vulnerable. Point. Even that Ooh. word just goes with you. <laughs> uh, we're going to vulnerable. So, uh, Choo Choo, what are we taking uh, the roof off today? Today, we're taking the roof off purity. Purity. Everyone say it. Yeah. Purity. Don't leave. Don't leave. You stay on. You purity. keep watching. Don't leave. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Don't leave. Don't leave. <laughs> I, and I love that we're doing this because... Yeah. So Why would we avoid purity, though? Why is that a weird one? I don't know. I think there's certain words that, like, it's you know... It's got stigma. Yeah. Okay. There you go. Stigma. E- well, even even like, um, like the first episode we did with you, like certain words like holy... Oh, I it's see like knowing I mean, we have these yeah. words that yeah. we think like, okay, fun's over. Yeah, fun's <laughs> like when you hear okay. purity, I don't hear, oh, happy birthday to us. You know, <laughs> yeah, like, yeah, you yeah, know, I think good, there's yeah. like you said, we have these things. So this is why mm. we need to take the roof off it. Yeah, so so I want to say this though because I think it's perfect timing. And so last last podcast we had um, a Jordan on and we talked about healing. Yeah, and we really talked about the power of God. And um, so it's amazing how this one kind of came up in our spirit talking to Rafa and uh, my favorite evangelists and preachers. The two words that always go together, uh, Smith Wigglesworth, um, David Hogan, Catherine Coleman, um, Bill Johnson, the two words that go together are power and purity. Purity, wow. Right? I was thinking about that driving in today. I was like, wow, we're doing purity. And then that really came up in my heart of like, they always go hand in hand. The people I know that like are moving, 
They have both those things. So good. Power and purity. So my question, let's start us off doing a round table. Let's do it. Let's Who do wants it. to start? Let's define this word. I like it. Um, purity. Anyone want to jump in? Can I ask? Please I ask. Was, <laughs> when I heard purity, I was excited. So we're kind of like, well, let's avoid it. But like, I like purity. Let's dive why? in. Why do you like Tell it? us why. No, Tell no, us no, why. No, no. You're going first. Like You're going I first. I want to ask a question. Break it in. No, 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 no. We asked our special guest. Did we unblur her face yet? Open heart. Yeah. Yes. I think we did. No, I, I want to ask, What you said there's a stigma. What is the stigma behind purity? In the church or in the world, I guess. In I mean, the well, church, let's I guess. Well, break it down. Let's do this. I mean, the stigma, stigma for, in my experience, is we have this, this thing that says purity is the standard. Mm. And then when we fall from purity in our concept of what purity is, then Shane comes in and it's yeah. big, hidden, right. it's hidden things, it's stigma, like pure, I don't know. That's really good. It's so it's something we put on, I think, on a pedestal. On a pedestal. And I'll, yeah. I'll, I'll admit this, I think, I think um, none of us are perfect, that's why I think this is a great... We're not? We're not perfect, yeah. right? No. So I think oh, when, we, when we put that on a pedestal, like you said, when we miss the mark, that's when the shame really comes in. That's it. Um, so let's define purity. Like when, you, when I hear purity, like what's the first thing you guys think of? Wholeness. 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 I like that. Yeah, yeah. Okay, take the roof off wholeness. What, what does it mean to be whole? Um, nothing hidden and nothing hindering you and your relationship with God and your relationship with other people. Wow. Good. Um, so if I have things that are hidden, um, they're also hindering me. Like I can't be vulnerable with others. You guys were talking about the word vulnerability. Yeah. You can't actually be vulnerable and stay hidden. That's good. Um, and purity is walking in that like integrity of self. It's you are who you say you are. There's nothing hidden. There's nothing hindering Beautiful. you. You're That's good. Trudging That's good. through the mud. That's so good, Celeste. Thanks for I, that. I, I was even <laughs> thinking the same thing of uh, driving in, thinking about the word purity and kind of what you said, the wholeness. I kept thinking about like, you know, when you like you go grocery shopping or even like like gold, you know, like when it's pure gold, like there's no... Um, you know, yeah, contamination. no contamination. Yeah. That's it. That and like, you know, like when you go shopping, you want like, you want it to say pure orange juice. You know, it's like, <laughs> yeah. what else? What else? Yeah. What, you know, what kind of thing. crap are they I putting in the this? I need the chicken that ate the pure, pure weed. Yeah. I mean, the, the pure corn. <laughs> you know what I mean? Because <laughs> I think even today, like now when you go shopping, I think there's a mix of certain things. So you almost That's have right. to look for the pure. That's right. it. You know, so that, that was the word that got to me, like pure gold. I think of like 24 karat solid. No. That's it. You know, what's that word for fake gold? Fool's gold. What is it? Imitation? Imitation? It's funny because I looked up the word purity. Oh, you know, I was like, what does it actually Mr. mean? And it means like to not have any contamination, to have without mm. contamination. And it was funny because like the reason that purity made me uncomfortable was because it the way that I used to hear it was like I did something wrong to contaminate somebody else. Is the way that I did Ooh. it. Or like or I missed the goal, so now I'm contaminated, and there's something wrong with me, and now I have to get clean, and now the blood of Jesus isn't enough because I'm such a sinner, and, and I'm contaminated. And because I'm contaminated, the next person I talk to is contaminated, or the next person that I love is contaminated, now my wife is contaminated. And the first time I actually heard about purity was uh, from the school you went to in Bethel, in Bethel mm-hmm. and Chris Valton, he talked about the power of purity actually means your value. And it was the first time I even heard anybody say, like, it's not about how many times you say no, it's how many times you say yes. So if your yes is big, then there's no need to say no because your value is so big. Mm. And uh, just just to be real from the beginning, my wife and I struggled with purity before we were married, right? It was like, hey, soul ties are bad. Taking the roof off soul ties yeah. when you have sex with somebody and there's this spiritual connection between the two. And right. it's not good because if that's not your wife, then you have these emotional attached to them forever, 
And those are things that you and Jesus need to break, right? So we had a problem when it came to purity. And then I listened to this. She had listened to the teaching first. She had read, I think, Redeem and Love first. Uh, and she was like, I'm pure. She's like, I don't want to do these things. You want to talk about being mad? Like, I was mad. I was like, what do you mean oh, we're not going to do these things? You're going you're gonna to cut me off? Yeah. And, and then what? I read it, and I was like, no, you don't touch me. You, I'm pure. I have value. You know? And so, wow. like, I love the aspect of purity shows the the real gold inside of you you know your actual that's work. good choo choo so anyways that's, that's just me great. throwing it out there good. thank you for sharing that i love you guys yeah i think even like even when i hear that for purity i right away think of um like more like on the sexual side mm-hmm. you know what i mean yeah like i think of like because i maybe maybe because the denomination I, I grew up in i think of purity and like the holiness thing like yeah like if it feels good stop mm. like if you're like 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 yeah. it was uh like you said uh something that you didn't do so like so i'll, I'll, I'll spill my beans um is that what you say? Spill the beans, spill the free holes. Spill the free um, So I, I was a virgin till I was 29. And it was, um, for me, I really wanted to wait, um, um, you know, to be married, to, um, you know, have sex. And I wanted to save myself for my wife. And um, you guys know my wife, Kristen. <laughs> and um, I was excited. I really wanted her to be my first. And I had this, you know, standard. And I, I kind of want to even, even talk about the whole purity thing is like, it's it's what I learned through this process is when I was 29, I, I lost it. I mm-hmm. got into a relationship that I, it felt good for me, but I knew God would say no. Um, didn't guard my heart. Oh, uh, at the time, like wasn't around people and, you know, I had, and, uh, man, when I lost it, it was, um, I fell. And like you said, what you just went through, I felt that too. I felt like it's, it was almost like, is this redeemable? Yeah. Ooh. Like it felt like mm-hmm. talk about the shame and the guilt. It was so heavy even to the point where it was like, like even today, it's a miracle. Talk about God redeeming, like the fact that I married Kristen and how she had to forgive me in this process. But the biggest one for me was like forgiving myself. That was so hard. Um, I, I waited 29 years to wait that long and blow it. Like that was like, I'm not going to lie to you. I was a little bad. Yeah. But, but I, I think for me, what I realized was this. Uh, my purity, I realized through my falling was it was on me. Mm. You know what I mean? It was almost like a pride thing. Like, look, I'm pure. Look, look, look. Mm-hmm. I'm not messing around mm-hmm. like you guys. Mm-hmm. Like, you guys are all sleeping out. And I'm being, you look at mm-hmm. me. You know, I'm, mm-hmm. I'm virgin. Da, 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 da. You guys are out. Da, da, da. And I realized once I fell, it, like, he wasn't my purity. Mm-hmm. I was my own purity. Wow. And I think that really uncovered something where, you know, I think as, as believers, we're realizing, you know, he is our righteousness. He's our sanctification. He is our, like I said, He's the reason we are pure. And it wasn't until I fell that I realized, oh, my purity has been all mm. about, you know, my yeah. muscle. Wow. And that was like, that was really hard. Wow. Well, yeah. you, you kept saying redeem. Can you take the roof off redeem? Yeah. I think to me redeemed is, you know, it's fully forgiven. It's as if it truly never happened. Restored back to, you know, brand new. And, you know, I think even like we were, when we interviewed Patrick, the whole um, keeping no record of wrongs. Wow. The fact that God saw me after, you know, had a, huge encounter and a process and sozos up the wazoo. Um, um, the fact that he sees me as if I've never done it. It's beautiful. And like, it's too good to be true. Yeah, right. Like yeah, that, yeah. that, the process of that is, is too good to be true. Um, but yeah, I, I just wanted to spill the beans. So if you're watching, man, I just encourage you. And I'll say this other thing about purity. I mean, once I, I did it, it kind of opened the door to other things too. You mm. know what I mean? Like 
when you don't have that value, it opens the door to other things. Like people say, like marijuana is like the gateway drug to all these things. Once I had sex, man, it was like, oh man, like that wasn't it. Like it opened the door to so many other things, and right. like it made me realize, like I, I, I didn't have that value. Yeah. Well, it you know? opened it opened the door to shame, which identifies yourself oh. with your action. Yeah. I am bad, therefore I'm going to look for things to confirm that. Yeah. Uh, so I'm gonna welcome in pornography. I'm gonna welcome in and that got yep, That grew. Yeah. That grew. My pornography grew, and that, uh, mm-hmm. even you saying that, like that grew. It just became like a well, I'm already fallen, so yeah. this is my new state of nature Run now. Dirty. Might as well get yeah. real. Might as well get. Might as well yeah. be a good dirty boy. Wow. And like, man, that that was tough, and it to really. What helped me was, you know, you guys getting around mm. people to tell me who I really am. In fact, um, this is where I have to shout out to my wife because um, she found out. Um, we were, I was in California at the time she was here and she found out and sent me an email. And she was, she said, Abel, you're, people are telling you who you, you're not, they're, they're, they're telling you not who you really are. Mm. She said, this is who you really are. And she always <laughs> lifted me up and like. It's beautiful. Like she was just your was, girlfriend at the time, right? Uh, well, we 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 separated at that time. Wow. But you know, even at that time, I still knew it was her. And yeah, but she still. This is where I'm telling you, like, you are who you hang out with. Mm, like, that's I'm, true. Where's a camera? You are who you hang out <laughs> that's with. That's right. That's a big and one. So, like, even for her to say that, and she was so heartbroken. You know, even thinking about the purity and talking about sin, like, I realized in that process, I get why God hates sin because <laughs> it hurts people. You know what I mean? Mm. I I hurt that girl. I hurt myself. Yeah. I hurt Kristen. I hurt so many people because of that. And it was just like, you know, I don't want to like plow on that shame thing. But like, like let, let's let's yeah. be honest. Like, decisions have consequences. I was going to say that, oh, yeah. Sure. You know. The aftermath behind it. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I love what Celeste said about shame and self-hatred. Mm. Can you take the roof off shame and self-hatred? Cause... Yeah, it's good. Oh, yeah. I'm I'm an expert in this area of self-criticism. Yeah, I think... Um, with the whole purity and shame aspect, I recently was reading Brene Brown, um, and she talked about perfectionism mm. and I was identifying so much with what she was talking about. And she said, perfectionism is a function of shame wow. because you're using perfectionism, which I uh, equate to like the purity thing. And like, when we hear purity, we think standard, yeah. walk the line, don't mess up perfectionism we think performing and getting our identity from what we are and are not doing well i'm not doing that so i'm pure or i am doing this so i'm pure you're still identifying yourself with your actions rather than your value like you said like purity is is acknowledging your inherent value rather than identifying yourself with what you do um can you say that one more time because purity is what you're, you're talking about your actions versus your value yeah, because I don't think anyone talks about that when it comes to purity. They think I have actions that are yeah. great, so right. I'm pure, like mm. I'm great. So mm. I, I think they're. Yeah, I would love to talk about. That. Can you yeah. say that one more time? That's so good. Yeah, I guess. So perfectionism being the function of shame, it's still I am what I do. Yeah, it's gotcha. still mm. I did something bad. I am bad. Gotcha. And then I'm going to look for everything to confirm that. Gotcha. Yeah. Um, versus what's the flip side? Versus. I'm good because I did good and I'm good because I didn't do bad. Your your worth is still tied up in your actions. And not and it's him. Not so that's what you're saying. Being you a child of God. Oh, yeah. She nailed it. I, I Yeah. Once so I discovered it, I was like, well, I might as well commit yeah. to everything else. Yeah. And it opened Confirmation the, the door. bias, you know. Man, hearing, hearing you say that, you know, we talk about like sin, you know, and like, are you a sinner or are you a saint? Mm-hmm. 
You know, like you can't be both. both. You can't. You can't be both. <laughs> and uh, Pastor Barry used to always say this, even talking about actions. He would always say, "Just because you sleep in the garage doesn't make you a car." <laughs> Do you remember that? Yeah. yeah. That's and I think for, for me, it was right. like some people are like, "Why well, sin?" So I'm a sinner. Yeah. No, you know. And I think we that's right. We 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 tend to own. Man, I'll say this, and I think a lot of people struggle with this. We own our mistake more than who he is. Mm. We'll own. I like. I owned. Wait, my, who's he? Um, God, I'm sorry. So, for, for example, I owned my, I messed up. I looked at this bad thing. I slept with this person. I own that more than how much he wants to actually forgive me. Mm. It was like, no, I know you, I know it's bigger, but I don't want it. I'm going to own this more instead of owning what he wants to give. You know, I mean, we, we all know Romans five, like we're sin abounds. Grace. Grace abounds much more. Mm. And like that, that's where it has to hit. It hits when you, when you miss it. When you fall, yeah. when you, you know, whatever it is, you, you, you didn't, you know, you, you did wrong. It's like, can you receive that grace? Right. And, I, and for me, I owned the, uh, my action yeah. more than I owned really his actions, what he wants to do for me. That's and so like, good. I had to rediscover that all over again. Um, but yeah. Wow. So, so but, but I think shame and self-hatred stops you from stepping into grace. Yes. But you said grace. So take the roof off grace. Like, what, what does that mean? Um, grace is, man, I mean, we all know that... Getting, well, getting, getting the roof of what is Grace's role in purity? In go, purity, everything. I think, I think it's, it's, mm, it's everything. Yeah. I think Grace is you know it, it's getting what you don't deserve, but it's really the fullness of who He is for us. Which is, I rested in me being pure because of my actions. Mm-hmm. Where I learned to rest in the only way I'm pure is because of what He did for me. The only reason I'm pure is because the blood. So and good. if any of it's not in the blood, then it's still on me and I'm going to carry it, which means my actions are going to be all about what I'm going to have to lift this thing up and hold my purity myself yeah. instead of resting in what he did for me so and good. accepting that it's beautiful. I can't conquer this anymore. So I'm going to surrender that you conquered it for me. Now help me. Yeah. <laughs> like, so and that was, that was hard. I think anyone that, that deals with pornography or lust, that's a, that's a big one for guys yeah. is owning that because we, we, a lot of us, we, we, we try to flex this purity, this yeah. holiness. We're going to be holy, yeah, yeah, right? Yeah, for sure. But yeah. Willpower. As Nate says, that, that help you too? Yes. That's good. God, Bruce, what are you thinking? What were you going to say? I'm thinking so much. I'm just so giddy. Like, I love... <laughs> I love um, it's all the coffee. I, I love... Uh, Everything you guys are bringing to the table because I just feel like this is stuff that I wish I had when I was 14, 15. Ooh, I mean, yeah. Even like, you know, five, five years ago or something. It's just nobody talks. People talk about the fruit more than the root when it comes to purity. Yeah. They talk about did you or did you not have sex? That's right. Yeah. Did you or did you not look yeah, at bad, that? bad. Exactly. <laughs> and even if you don't, then it's like good. It's like they'll ask the question of, I, I mean. <clears throat> yeah, you're on to something. Say it, Nate. Come on. <laughs> no, no, I, 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 I want to say this with honor in my heart because like, you know, because yeah. I've come to different, I've been in different ministries across the world, across the country. And so I, I love what the, the church is doing in the earth. That's what I'm saying. It's yeah. honor my heart. Okay, yeah, cool. Yeah, yeah. But I've been asked questions about, you know, the fruit and like if you're not doing it, then you're good. Mm-hmm. But does that make sense? So like, yeah. have you looked at porn recently? And that's the end of the conversation. Right. No, wow. and that's the end of the conversation. But watch this. If you're scrolling on Instagram, sorry, watch this. I'm, I'm, I'm like, come I'm on, go there. But this is this is my heart before yeah. God is when Jesus came on the scene. He said, "You thought this is adultery? No, no, no. If yeah. you even do it in your Thank heart, you. and it wasn't to make the rules harder, He was addressing where is the root of sin. Yeah. It has nothing. To, sorry, 
if you're acting out in adultery, it's because it started in your heart. Yeah. Mm. And so when Jesus came on the scene, he wasn't making the rules harder. He was exposing where the source of the thing Beautiful. is. You see what I'm saying? Yeah. Mm-hmm. So he was saying like, you think this is hate. You think this, it's actually murder if it happens in your heart. And, and it was like, I read that and I was actually taught from the place of, you know, don't even have a bad thought. Yeah, yeah. But the thing is, if you do it, pluck your eye out real if quick. You <laughs> take it, if you take it like that, then it actually makes it impossible. It was already yeah. hard. It makes it impossible. Yep. Whereas what Jesus was actually trying to do is give you the grace to walk it out. Was if you invite me into the place of that. <clears throat> Anyways, that's good. Beautiful. Let me go back to the com- the conversation I was having. That was was I've been asked the question: Have you looked at porn? And I say no. And then it's like, oh, then you're good. Badge you're good. You can you can come <laughs> serve here. Whatever. Badge of honor, yeah. <clears throat> Sorry, I'm just good. <laughs> I, was, I was like, <laughs> "Oh, remember this? I'm, I'm gonna yeah, abide I'm in here. it." Oh, I'm so sorry, dude. If you keep inviting me, I keep calling from people. I'm gonna get kicked off. But I'm, I'm, I'm pure. You're the no, sound guy. No, so um, so they were like, "Okay, you didn't watch." Yes, porn, okay, you cool. Yeah, so that was yeah. the end of the conversation. The but end, yeah. I'll be at my home, um, and I'll, I'll think about things with God. Of like, you know, you can be scrolling on Twitter, on Instagram, and you see a picture that stirs up something in you, and it's an invitation to let it linger in your heart. You yeah. don't physically act on it. You you don't even, but in your heart, you can go to a place of even lusting after, and it may not even be sexual. Sometimes we make um, yeah. purity a sexual Cards, thing. Yeah. Sometimes Money, I anything. can put a person in an inappropriate place in my heart where Ooh. they're actually stroking this Ooh. thing that makes me feel better Ooh. that my, only meant to be for my wife. You see what I'm saying? Yeah. yeah. Like I only have one of these. My wife only has one of these. I'm not <laughs> out here giving this to other people. You know. <laughs> so for me to put on someone else's hand is it's not like we just die, but it's definitely inappropriate. You see what I'm mm. saying? And I think there's places in my heart where I could, where no one's asking questions about. It's like, how are you entertaining this person in your heart when you get excited, when they text you, when they, and it's like, there's a thing that like before God, God's like, and it's not, it's not this thing of like, you're doing something wrong, but it's a thing of, I made this place just for me. And when I think of purity, it has to do with that singularity. It's, it's, there's nothing else there. It's not a matter of like cleanliness. It's a matter of there's nothing else there. It's singular. If your eye is, if your eye is single, if your eye is pure, then your whole body will be good. And it's, it's not a matter of right or wrong. It's a matter of we have a jealous God yeah. that is, I mean, I get it. I couldn't imagine if, if Megan came home and was like, I love you, but I also really have love, intimate, romantic love for somebody else. I'd be like, ow. Yeah. yeah. Ow. I'm still married to you. I'm still committed to you. It doesn't change how I feel about you, but that hurts. And Dang. I believe like God's mercy is so magnificent. It's new every morning, but we cannot ignore the fact that his heart breaks. Yeah. And like, that's what I think the biggest turn in my heart with purity had nothing to do with someone saying smack on the wrist or yeah. this, but it was when I would get intimate with God, the closer I got to him, the more I fell in love with him. It was like, oh, this breaks your heart. I remember just weeping, man. And like, I couldn't eat because I started to realize like, this hurts his heart. Like I yeah. can imagine if Megan or anyone, like, but un- she's not unfaithful. But if she was, and I was, just, I was like, this would hurt. I would still be married to you. I would still commit to you. But it would just break my heart that mm, I would mm. give you all this love and you still want something else. Like I remember, this is okay talking about. I remember reading the story of David, and it was like, um, it was like um, Samuel had came the prophet. Yeah. yeah came to him and told him this story about these sheep. And he was like, what would you say about a man who mm. had everything he wanted, but then went and sacrificed someone else's sheep instead? And he was like, oh, oh how dare he? <laughs> yeah. And he was like, kill him, beat him, do stuff. Yeah. And he's like, that's you. <laughs> this is you. And I remember just, it's funny now, but I remember just weeping. I mean, yeah. I, I couldn't, like, I was shaking. I was trembling because I was like, I had been there where David was. I had everything that I could ever ask for, but still wanted to go to pornography. I had the comfort, the comforter himself. I had peace. I had everything that I was looking for. I had 
intimacy that, that could go beyond a person or even my imagination. Even my imagination. I'm literally thinking what pornography is. You're sitting there and you're like using your imagination to get yeah. intimate with something. Yeah. It's like, what do you think I'm doing with God? Sorry. I, 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 that is so good. Yeah, but yeah, I, yeah. I'm sitting here thinking like I had everything, but still I went and got something I wanted more. Like, and, and I could see God's heart in that passage where he's like, even if you would have asked for more, I would have given it to you. I've given you everything. If you asked for more, I would have given it to you. But you still, you weren't satisfied. Yeah. And I saw his, I felt his heart break mm. there. And like, that was when things started to shift for me for purity. It was like, I just want, I just want this place that is my heart where we meet. I want it to be just for you. And, and not a performance, not a, uh, my actions, but the root of where it comes from, I want it to be all for you. And I haven't been perfect at it, but, like, that's the biggest game changer I've seen. So I'm really thankful for what you're sharing. It's beautiful. Because that's, like, right in my alley of, like, how to stay <laughs> really pure. Well, when you were, beautiful. you were saying, like, you have everything and yet I still, yeah. X, mm-hmm. Y, and Z. Yeah. What we do when we are not aware of the needs we have is we go to the counterfeit. Come on yeah. now. Whether oh. it's whiskey, whether it's yeah. pornography, yeah, yeah, sure. whether it's talking with this girl that's, yeah. you know, or this guy, sorry. Scrolling. Scrolling, scrolling. Yeah, scrolling, Whatever, scrolling yeah. reading books. Yeah. I mean, it can be anything when you're not um, Jason, Jason Valentin yeah. said, he gave this story and it so clicked for me. Mm-hmm. He said, I went to Trader Joe's one day and I saw this woman and like my heart like leapt and I was like, whoa, 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 I'm happily married. What's going on? And he went through a checklist like, and he's like, I've been at the church seven days a week this week. I haven't done anything for it. I want adventure. And he called his wife. He goes, I need to go fishing. Like, cause he realized this excitement from Mm. seeing this woman was not about the woman. It was about... I'm missing something key to my health, which is adventure, but I'm grabbing this counterfeit. And if people are not self-aware, they're going to go, oh, I just need porn because it fills something in me. But really it's, you need to go fishing. That's right. But you don't always like, I love the Bible. I love the Bible. I love Jesus. But it's not always, I need more time in the secret place. Sometimes it's, I need to go out with Kristen. I need to go. Lift some weights. Throw some stuff I need to lift some weights. I need to go for a run. I need to, uh, Beat up a bag. That's like, it. Yo. It's connection. It's adventure. You have a lot of needs. And yes, a lot of them are fulfilled in Jesus, but they're also fulfilled in community. And you can't get those needs fulfilled when you refuse to be vulnerable and acknowledge yeah. things it. in your heart. That's right. That's beautiful. Mm. So that's, I'm so happy you said that because yeah. you just put words to like the actions that I've been doing. Mm. You know, like uh, I feel the same way where like, I think shame and self-hatred is a cop-out. It's the easy way out rather than finding a solution to the problem with God, right? So, like, it's easier to be like, oh, I feel that way towards that woman. I hate myself. Mm -hmm. And that stops the the ability to produce fruit. That stops Mm -hmm. the ability to go for the root. That stops the ability to be like, what do I really need right now? Mm -hmm. You know? And so I, I was going through that, too, when I was like, okay, God, like, Social media keeps getting me. I was like, it just keeps getting me. I was like, I tried changing the algorithm on this thing. I tried doing this. I'm clicking puppies. You know, I'm like, I'm clicking puppies. You know, I got a puppy. And, uh, you know, I'm like, I'm doing the right thing, Instagram. Why are you doing this to me? And same with Facebook, you know. And, like, all these all these things where, I'm like, I'm trying to control. And and I started reading John 12. And, and it says, unless you are, like, a grain of wheat that falls into the earth and dies, you remain alone. I was like, but if you die, you produce a harvest. And I was like, I've been trying to control everything by myself. And watching porn or, or, or finding another means to make me feel whole is actually me wanting to control. So really, I have a control issue. Right. You know? Yeah, that's a big word right there. Control. 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 I, I think even here now, everyone, yeah. even like, 
it comes down to it like I'm gonna control the situation. I'm gonna control, I'm gonna control my alone, purity. alone. I got this, and that's where we we miss it. Even what you were talking about, what Jesus was saying, like if your eye is single, you know, and you know if you even you know have the thought about it, yeah, 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 yeah. like dude, it's impossible. It's it's absolutely impossible. And like for me to experience grace is you can't have grace and be in control. Uh, is that ooh, safe to say? You can't. Yeah. Yes, because grace is a gift I from God. What did you say? Like, Sorry, can you can you, can you can you can you receive grace? And be in control. Well, okay, take the roof off. Grace is external empowerment, I believe. Yeah. So it it doesn't come from your effort. Exactly. (laughs) So it's just, yeah, I I know for me, it's like I had to give up like, okay, God, I'm going to let you be kind to me. You know what I mean? Like we're before, like, you know, you and I talked about this. Well, we punished ourselves. And so it's like that was our control. That's right. Maybe we need to stop being in control because we tend to do that. (laughs) But yeah, keep going though. All right, we're going to flip the tape. Battery change. Celeste? Um, I was reading in Philippians this morning um, and reminded of Paul, who by every definition of what a Christian is, perfect Christian, circumcised on the eighth day, elite of the elite. He is the most qualified. (laughs) He's the most qualified. Um, But he talks about putting no confidence in the flesh, which I think is beautiful obviously he's talking about circumcision which is like the culmination of the law. yeah, yeah, yeah. self-effort um but we want to talk about i count everything as loss for the sur- surpassing worth of knowing christ jesus my lord yeah. um and we kind of put it in this context of like nothing else matters your cars don't matter like yeah, yeah, we yeah. want to say material things no don't matter but right. it's like no, your efforts to be perfect yeah, don't matter on. because it's about knowing Jesus. And then fast forward a little bit. He says, not that I have already obtained this or am already perfect, right. which I think is beautiful. Paul's not perfect, even though by every definition that the church places yeah, on perfection. Yeah, he's the rock star. He's yeah. the rock star. He's the rock star of Christian. And he says, I haven't obtained perfection, but I press on to make it my own Gosh. because Christ Jesus has made me his own. Mm. Knowing Jesus... And the surpassing worth of knowing him trumps all your effort. And when you realize that, obviously, you can't be perfect through your own effort, it really takes, and it's offensive to the perfectionist in me that's like, I want to get ahead and, like, prove to everybody that I'm blameless and I'm good. I got this. I got this. Bringing that I word back in. Yeah, but it's like... Do you know Jesus and are you letting him know you in those areas? Ooh, that's it. Like that you're being perfected because that is even what Paul puts on the pedestal like mm. it's knowing jesus it's not about meeting every letter of the law that's it um which i think as a church we kind of trip over yeah because we say oh when you're doing drugs and you're showing up drunk and you're we know you're in porn and i don't know what to do with you so like go get right with god and then yeah. come back and then come back wow. and we'll have a conversation yeah, yeah. when you're full of remorse and shame so i can use this club and beat you even more with the bible yeah that's right i'm gonna use the bible to beat you over the head yeah that's right and tell you to be pure yeah so i think we get it a little twisted and it's about like i had a student come to me one time in when i was at school in california and he was broken over he got drunk at a party he's underage and i said how's your heart Mm. that must have been really painful you Mm. must have been and he just broke down weeping he's like no one has asked me that. 
Wow. I've talked to three or four people. No one has asked me how I'm doing. Yeah. And it's like, it's like Nate. This, yeah. They just ask about the action, I'm sure. Yeah. Yeah. Are you, yeah. Are you done doing it? Are you it? done? Yeah, are yeah. You Instead of how's your heart? Yeah. What's your wow. plan? Last? You just, what was you just that nailed need it. that you that's were right. trying to meet? What that's is going right. on? What is the pain that's deeper that you're not addressing? Yeah. That's right. That you're grabbing a counterfeit for. That's it. Dang, that's good. Beautiful, Celeste. I love that. Man, it's just interesting how everything's kind of coming together. You just, so Rafa just taught. And uh, your the name you're teaching was the power of an open heart. Yeah, and it's just yeah. so interesting how we. Is it safe to say it seems like we we go to like Nate said more of the action than the heart. It's true. Well, you it's know? a hard place. It's a really hard place, not just to meet God, but initially to meet yourself at. Yeah. Once once you go to that place of, I mean, even, even bump bump purity and messing up or missing the mark. Even the place where I'm admitting to myself that I need something. It's hard. At least yeah, as a man yeah. to be like, yeah. hey, it's I'm exhausted. Like I need someone to just like nurture and comfort me. It's there's a switch in my head of like when I have nothing left, push even harder. That's and right. so to be honest with myself to the point where I'm like, I actually need so and so to go fishing or whatever is hard in and of itself. But then even when you mess up, on top of that, not only am I missing something, I'm lacking. But then I did something wrong, so I have shame. It's a double whammy of like, I don't want to be in my heart. It's easier for me just to go and overcompensate for my yeah. mistake it's and, a, like, well, I'll just be super whatever. I'll, I'll you know, I'll, I'll never do this again. Last time, I will throw all my alcohol away or I'll, I'll smash my yeah, computer or whatever, whatever. Did that. The, yeah. you, think, you, <laughs> think that, um, that. you think if you clean the outside of the jar, it's good, but it's actually the inside. inside. And I think, yep. I, think yeah. I thought I was actually shocked at how much this tied together with what you're talking about, reproduction. Mm-hmm. And what, what Paul's talking about with circumcision, we, we kind of shy away from the talk of like circumcision because it has to do with like male genitalia. <laughs> but the thing is, what a particular place that God would pick to set people apart. Mm-hmm. The thing on the body that causes is the source of our reproduction. And then once we go into the New Covenant, New Testament, he's saying, ah, 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 it's no longer about circumcision of the flesh. It's a circumcision of the heart. heart. Yeah. Yeah. And so he's still worried. And, and Jesus comes on the scene and he says, hey, it's not what you do in the flesh. It's actually in the heart. And so he's looking at what is the source of all this stuff? It's, it's what you're allowing in your heart is you're reproducing from. Mm. You're, if, if you're allowing this stuff in your heart, you're going to reproduce from there. So set your heart apart for me to have. And it's so hard to do that sometimes when we're not even willing to acknowledge what's going on in our heart. That's yeah. so good. I love that. That's good. You know well, what I'm saying? But I feel yeah. like in the church too, we use words heart and flesh. So like, can we just take the roof off heart and flesh? From the purity aspect, but like, we're saying God touches our heart. Like he, he took, he touches my organ or like when he says flesh, like he touches my bicep, like my legs, right. you know, like I That's like good. my legs, like, like they the help senses, me run. Kind of thing. <laughs> you know? yeah. So, so what does it mean to, for God to touch your heart or your flesh? Take the roof off that. Somebody, anybody. Celeste? I think um, the only thing that I'm really that's coming to mind is is the law revealed our need for a savior, right? Mm. And the way it did that is because nobody can keep it. That's right. Like you can't you can't do it in the flesh by your own effort, mm. your own striving, mm. your best foot forward, everything like perfect. You start on a brand new day. You can't do it. You can't measure up on your own. So it's like this external versus internal. It's good. Transformation. So externally, you can't transform yourself by the law, by keeping anything. So God's like, I'm going to fulfill the law for you by coming, dying on the cross, taking care of the law. So now it's written on your heart. It's a relationship between you and your creator. Mm. It's like for me to be like, oh, I'm going to not commit adultery against my husband. Yeah. And 
and but I have no relationship with Taylor. Like, mm. let's hypothetically, we're married, but I have no relationship with him. It's like I'm not going to commit adultery, but I have no relationship with this man who I'm married to, and I actually have a relationship with these things over here that are giving me what I need. So I might do it out of my own flesh, my own effort. I might stumble into that, but when I have relationship, when I have connection, it's out of that, out of the abundance of connection that I'm not. There's no desire in yeah. me yeah. to to pursue these counterfeits yeah. that previously would have brought me comfort or would have made me feel like I'm meeting the right. mark. I don't. I no longer lust after those things because of the abundance of connection yeah. here. Does that make sense? Yeah, yeah. 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 I, I think I think the word that that goes with it for the heart is motive. Yeah, yeah. Like that's the biggest thing that changes is the the motive behind the action mm-hmm. where the flesh is like I clean my room but in my heart I don't want to clean my room I hate my mom <laughs> where, where when oh, it yeah, touches okay. the heart it's like I love my mom and I love this that's why I'm going to do it Ooh, yeah. it's, it's a heart it's the motive behind it like we grew up under Pastor Leslie and she would always say that to all of us oh, yeah, yeah. didn't matter if you were taking out the trash yeah, didn't matter heart, if you were yeah. leaning a thing it was what's the motive yeah. what's your heart truly saying while you're doing it so yeah. good because that to me to me that's it so like so for me the purity thing like for me, the the flesh thing was like Celeste was saying. It was, it wasn't a heart thing yet. It was look, I'm I'm not having sex. Mm-hmm. I'm not having sex. Yeah. But in my heart, I'm still kind of lusting. I see things. I'm kind of like where when I had the encounter of 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 wow. he is my holiness now. He is my purity. It's not on me anymore. Now it's like oh, the motive changes. Mm-hmm. Now the motive is like oh, he just loves me. Yeah. Okay. Like me messing will never stop him loving me. That's so good. Yeah. Where for me, like that's how you know it's changed. It's the motive. Yeah, you know it also I mean? becomes the heart behind it. Mm. It also becomes like an indicator light. Yes, instead yes. of this is who I am, it's like oh, something's like a check engine light. Something's off. Something's off. Yeah, so I, need, I need to go check in. Right with the mechanic. That's right. Yeah, but the way that the church is like, no, if your check engine light is on. You're a piece of crap. Yeah, even though you're even, even though <laughs> you're like the most car. expensive car, like what's ex- like a Range Rover, right? Yeah. Like a yeah. ninety thousand dollar car. If your check engine light comes on, oh. You're totaled. You're totaled. Yeah, you're <laughs> yeah, not yeah. worth anything. Yeah. Yeah. You know, and it's like rather than like, no, it's a range. Like, it's a range. We need to take it into the shop. We need to yeah. take it into the specialist. We need to get it fixed. Not fixed, but like we need to get that check engine light taken care of because there's yeah. obviously something wrong, you know? Go ahead. No, I'm just thinking I, I've, I've encountered something different here at least, mm-hmm. you know? Mm-hmm. And I think other churches too. It's like I've found that people in the church, actually their hearts are pure mm. for the most part. And, I mean, there are some we're people. people. Like, yeah, we're people. Yeah, yeah, we're all we're all learning. But, but you have to think they are reproducing based off how they were fathered. That's so yeah. good, and how they were treated. Very so, true. so like, so they see someone with the issue. They're like, "Don't worry, I know how to fix this issue." You know, yeah. smash your computer, yeah, beat yourself up, whatever. But their heart is like, "I'm trying to help." So good. It's just they they're only reproducing. What they, from what they, they learned, learned. Right. Yeah, what they've been, and really what they've been intimate with mm. that that's what they're oh, reproducing so they allow shame in their that's heart beautiful. they can only when they Give confront you what are you going to be dumped on you're yeah. going to be dumped with shame they allow Oof. whatever works or uh, what is that um, effort what you, what you effort. That self, we're talking about the flesh versus the, the, yeah. the mind if that's what they've been given that's what they've been intimate with it's mm. like oh I know what to do I'll, I'll do that so good um, yeah it's no, beautiful that's, that's good um, so I want to make it a little vulnerable now because it seems like the would it safe to say the fruit of missing this purity thing that we're taking the roof off is shame yeah. when you miss it. And so I kind of wanted to ask a question where, um, get us a little more vulnerable. Can you, can you share a moment where he brought you out of shame? Ooh. You know, I, I know for me, I'll, I'll start with mine. Like, like losing my virginity, that was huge. And mm-hmm. that took a long time, a really a process of, of him loving me. 
And uh, I, I know for me, believe it or not, it was uh, your your husband. I, I, I called him. I called him. I was in Michigan at the time, and I told him everything that was going on. And, you know, he was like, you know, let's go back to the Word. And, you know, I've always loved this word righteousness. Mm-hmm. And, you know, he brought me back to it wow. of, like, what, what righteousness is and the fact that he is my righteousness, where I just realized, what was I doing? I made it all about me again. It's like I got bamboozled into like I'm this righteous guy because I'm not doing because of the actions. Yeah. Action. And he he brought me back to really the gospels. And I remember I was in the process of just rereading Romans and spending time with him again. It was just like you haven't stopped loving me, have you? And he's like, no. Beautiful. And I remember one time. Remember when we had Pastor Kathy on. She was saying when she she missed something, how she sat on the bed, and God spoke to her. She said, "This is why I don't like you know when we fall. It's, it's not it's not that." of you doing it, it's how you're treating yourself. Yeah. Like that's what hurt. God was like, and that's what I felt for the first time. I was like, Abel, I hate how you're treating yourself. You're not kind to yourself right now. Like no one was asking those questions. Yeah. How's your heart? Yeah. It was like, you blew it. You know? Yeah. <laughs> you, know? Sure, you deserve this. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So it was, it was like, okay, I'm missing this. <laughs> and for him to like, that had to become more real. Of like, Abel, like this is what I don't like. Okay. You're being so mean to yourself. Mm. You know, and to actually let him be kind. And it was, it was, uh, you know, I had people pray for me and got around people that really remind me of how he sees me. You know, it's like that had to be, the grace had to become greater than my mistake. So good. Like that's where the rubber met the road, had to meet the road was, was my mistake greater than Jesus' sacrifice? Mm. You know, so I had to surrender and own his forgiveness, which to me was a process. I know some people are like, yeah, I'm forgiven. For me, it was like... (laughs) No, nope, I'm still punishing myself. So obviously I'm not fully, I don't believe yeah, it, right? So right? If my action is I'm punishing myself, I obviously don't believe he's forgiven me. Yeah. So good. So like that was like a long, long process and, you know, talking to people and getting around people that, yeah. that loved me, that, that called the gold out and it reminded me. And, you know, it's, um, but yeah, that, that was a big one for me. Okay. Really. And that's, how, uh, yeah. and that's how you got your prophetic words. Yeah. Like the George Washington and all Atlas and all that. Like the reason we say it is because that's who you are. Yeah. That's the gold, you know? And I think that's the beauty behind, like, when you don't let shame stop you and you get the wholeness. Like, there's actually a promise behind it, you know? And it's like, well, this is who I am. And this is what I get to meditate on every single day. And then that's what I get to reproduce. And that's what I also get to give. And uh, But I had a question, like, how did yeah. you feel calling Taylor? Were you scared? Were you nervous? Were um No. Like, no. reaching out for help. Like, how, yeah, how did yeah. that feel? Um, I. That's a good question. I, uh, man, I think I just knew. Mm. I just knew. And, oh, okay, oh, I know. Uh, this is, okay. So I was kind of going through of, like, how did I get here kind of thing. Wow. I was like, man, I used to be sold out to righteousness, and then here I am, like, <laughs> playing in the mud, owning the mud, and, like, was so against my nature. And um, I remember, man, wow, this is, wow, I'm getting revelation here. I remember I was in California, and uh, I didn't. I didn't find a home church. I was trying to do Christianity alone. I remember Pastor Kathy called me one time. Shout out to Pastor Kathy. And I was there for like months. You know, I went back to college. You came to visit me. Um, and uh, Pastor Kathy was like, "So, how's your home church?" I'm like, "Oh, I haven't found one yet." And like, she was like angry. She was like, "How have you not found a church yet?" And like, I was like, "Oh, you know, I'm, I'm looking around. You know, I'm looking around." <laughs> But it made me realize I was doing this without people. I was doing it without this. Mm. And I was just like this isolated guy that kept trying to do this Christianity alone. And one fall after another fall after another fall, there was, I had no one speak into me. And it was just like, 
I think I just hit rock bottom to where it was like, I, I just know Taylor, trusted Taylor. And I, my, all my best prophetic words came from Taylor. Wow. So I, I knew in my heart, I was like, I'm doing this alone. And I, I need to reach out. I reached out to him. I reached out to Pastor Dave. I um, reached out to Leslie. And, um, yeah, I think it was, I think it's, you know, when, when you hit rock bottom, yeah. you know, it was just like, kind of like what Patrick shared. It's like, man, I, I need something. And he was the first one. I, I just knew. That's I knew beautiful. it was a safe place. Mm. Yeah. Awesome. I always know when I need to share something when I don't want to. Yeah. Everything in me is like, oh, I really don't want to say this yeah. out loud. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's like, that's for me. That's like, all right, open your mouth and say it. Wow. <laughs> now that you know that there's that, like, I want to keep this hidden. I want to keep this to myself. I can be vulnerable. I can connect without sharing this part. That's yeah. when I know I need to open that door yeah. and let it out because that's something that's hindering. And it's hard. Yeah. It's hard saying. Oh, yeah. Confessing, you know, yeah. but even in the Bible, it's very t- talks about that, like confessing your sins to each other, you know, mm-hmm. and I think we think of that of like, a, oh, so you can, you know, yeah. stop doing it. We go to that. Well, but it's, it's a, it's an open door for healing. Yeah. Cause and especially you don't, you don't share with people you don't trust. There you go. No, no, no. So, so I knew, yeah. and I think that's the beautiful thing when you do open that door, it allowed people like you guys and family to Kristen too. God bless her. Even what I did to her, like she still poured able. This is who you are. Wow. This is who you are. It's beautiful. She, she never beat, beat up on me with my past which is what the world loves to do. But Taylor, you guys, Pastor Dave, they kept, no, this is how God sees you. Mm. And like, I went, I think it was like two years without that. I was trying to do Christianity alone without a church, without a family, which means I wasn't getting vulnerable with anybody yeah, <laughs> except absolutely. the devil, apparently. Yeah. <laughs> so, but yeah, but That's thank you beautiful. for asking that. It really yeah. hit my heart. That man. was beautiful. Thanks for I'm, sharing. I got goosebumps right now. Come on. But yeah. So Taylor, thank you for everyone. No. Yeah. All you guys, <laughs> Pastor Dave. Love you. Yeah. Uh, so what was your question like? What, what well, was... yeah, well, I think we all have experiences. If, if you want to share, I don't want to push anyone, but of like how he brought you out of an episode of shame. Yeah. Because I think that's a big tactic, obviously, of the enemy. Mm. If he can get you in that place of shame. And what was really the process or even the romance of getting free from romance, it? Romance. That's you so know? good. I think, I think we, you know, I think every believer experiences that. Yeah. You know? Mm. I can be vulnerable. I mean, I'm in process currently. I mean, I talked to you guys a little bit before yeah. we started recording. Um, I super quick synopsis cause not everybody knows my story. Um, I grew up in a family that has addicts just kind of sprinkled throughout. Mm-hmm. Um, and I thought I'm going to be the one that can do everything and not be an addict to anything. Wow. I'm not, I'm not chained to anything. I love Jesus, whatever. And, um, Ooh, this is, yeah. Anyways, it was about last, it was probably last month. Um, so it's still very fresh. I was realizing like, man, I get home from work and I just go right to the bottle. I grab a glass of whiskey and I just, you know, I enjoy it. You know, this is, this is something I enjoy. I enjoy wine. I enjoy communion in this way. Um, I enjoy the freedom kind of that comes. And I was like, checking myself going like this is a problem and I talked to my therapist about it (laughs) multiple times and he's like you know how's that going for you like I'm like it's not going great and I know that it's I know that it's hindering me Mm. um it's a check engine light and he goes what's a good number for you what do you think is a number you can handle and I said zero like I can't handle one without grabbing another one um and so like I got really vulnerable with him and I said zero and that accountability that came with acknowledging yeah I'm not able to do this in my Uh. effort right now like it might not be forever I don't know but it was like right now I can't do this and I realized in a conversation with him is I'm waiting for someone to say you piece of crap to change 
because that was my experience. And I would change for somebody else, but I'm not going to change for me. And it's like every time I would be like, oh, I drink a little too much. My husband would never respond in any way that was like, you piece of crap. Even if even if he made a comment like, oh, you have, you know, anything. I never felt shame from him. And I was waiting for him to say, you piece of crap for me to change for him. Not yeah. to change for myself, not yeah. to change for my relationship with God or my relationship with myself. I was waiting for something external to say, you are what you do and you need to change to be lovable. Wow. And so when I realized like, oh, that's what I'm waiting for. And I'm striving. Yeah. So Anyways. Good. So like now I realize when I want to drink for me it, right now, that is a trigger for me. It's like okay. when I want to drink. I go to my journal and I go, I'm writing because I want to do this. And it's, it's reaching for a counterfeit to connect with myself. Cause when I would drink, it's like, Oh, all of a sudden all these emotions are coming up and I'm connected with myself. And like these things are coming out and I'm being vulnerable when really, if I would till the ground of vulnerability and invest in vulnerability to begin with, I wouldn't need this counterfeit to unlock something in my heart. That's like being hindered. So now it's wow. like journaling and, and connection. Beautiful. And so, but it's like even realizing like I'm waiting for somebody to call me a piece of crap so I can change for them. Wow. Hey. How would you explain so that? You, you said something, my gosh, that I think, man, that really hit me. You said you invested in vulnerability. So how do you do that? I think so many of us that like said that it's a scary word. Yeah. You know, especially even for yourself. Like how did you, how did that begin? Like, I, I love, I mean, I, I know you, you, you're vulnerable and I yeah. love that, that you, you share the good, the bad, the everything. I think sometimes the other thing too is with church, we can just be so fluffy. Yeah. I'm good. I'm good. Yep. I'm good. I'm good. <laughs> Look, my job's getting done, right? My actions are getting yeah, done. Yeah. People are getting saved. Yeah. We're good, right? Yeah. But then you, you're, I love how you asked that. How's your heart? Yeah. Like, so how do you, for someone that's watching this and so actions, how do you invest or begin investing in that vulnerability? It's a process of okay. learning. It's a skill. Like, I don't think vulnerability is like a posture. I think it's a skill that you, you learn and you work out. Like I said, if there's something that I'm like, I don't want to share this, but I know there's so much freedom behind that door. I'll open that door. I had a picture. I was in second year in my school in, in California and I was listening to this, this person talk about vulnerability. And all of a sudden I like had this picture and I, I thought I was, I thought I was being vulnerable with people. I was like being, oh yeah, this is what I'm doing. This is where I've been for the past couple of weeks. This is, you know, whatever. But I had this picture of like a house. If my heart is a house and somebody saying, how's your heart? And I opened my window and it's like, I opened my window. They can't come in, oh, but, but yeah, I opened the window and they can see. Bit. And they're like, Hey, I don't know if I like that chair there. I don't think that's serving you there. Shut the window. <laughs> Thank you for your input, but I'm get out of here. I, I get to do this by myself. Vulnerability <clears throat> is going. Come in, in. Come, come on. in. Put your feet in my heart. Gosh. In my heart. Put your feet in oh my, my house, and let's rearrange together. Ooh, let's wow. take inventory of I'm the things in my heart that are not yeah. serving me and my relationship with God and my relationship with myself. That's like, it. It's beautiful. What's hindering my love for myself and other people and and God? Like, what am I withholding? So it's if transparency, like transparency, is opening a window. Yeah. Vulnerability is opening the door. So good. good. Dang, yo, write that down. That's a quote right there. That was, man, <laughs> yeah. Beautiful. I love that, Celeste. That's amazing. And I think that's it, right? Like, I don't even think about a diamond. Like, a diamond has a certain amount of value, but you have to be vulnerable to bring it to the jeweler, Mm. who's an expert at this, who puts it under a magnifying glass, and it says it's worth this much. 
And and that's so hard to do, especially when it comes to Jesus, especially when you feel shame, especially oh, yeah. when you're like, I'm, I've been protecting it this whole time. Being able to be like, God, put it under the the microscope and him say, you're perfect. I see Jesus. Yeah. I bankrupted heaven for you. Mm. Like that just kills me, you know, like uh, I, I know we're almost out of time for, for me, the, the, the purity question that you asked about, like, when did I? When did that actually happen for me was when I treated my wife so bad. Like, uh, we just got in an argument and and I was taught that anger is the right way to handle situations. And I taught on it off the platform, but I grabbed her Christmas tree and I threw it off the balcony. And I, I didn't want to do it. That's the thing that was hard for me with purity was like, I feel like Paul in Romans 6, like the things that I don't want to do, the things that I don't practice, I practice and I go out and do. And the things that I do want to do, I can't help but not do. And he's like, but now there is no condemnation for those that belong to Christ Jesus. And the, the power behind belonging, being whole, being uncontaminated is that he's the one that helps you practice the things that actually produce good fruit. Yeah. Like not throwing Christmas trees and making your wife cry, you know. But for me, it was like I had to be – the reason was because I wasn't vulnerable with myself. Mm. And if I'm not vulnerable with myself, I can't be vulnerable with other people. And – I remember I left the house as soon as that happened and, and I tried to play worship songs, you know, and like play the <laughs> piano because that's the spiritual thing to do. And, and, and I couldn't feel anything. So I like closed the keys and, and I put my head down and I'm like, God, how can you still love me after I treated your bride this way? After I wasn't pure, yeah. after I contaminated this relationship, after I did introduce anger into the thing. And I was like, what do you have to say? And that was me bringing my diamond to, to him. And he was like, you're perfect and I love you. Wow. And I just started crying. I'm like, how can you be that good? And then from there, he was able to redirect me to, you know, fix my chair and like redirect my heart and be like, this is why you grew up like this, yeah. <laughs> you yeah, know? Yeah. And, yeah. Uh, but then my heart was changed and I was actually able to reproduce after that. And I'm like, oh, I don't know how to communicate that I'm sad because mm. sadness wasn't acceptable. That, that's you know? amazing. You kind of really just explained what you said, which I, I never put those two words together, which is vulnerability is a skill. Like he said, he had to like, I tried playing piano. I tried this. It, you were learning how yeah. to be vulnerable with God. Mm. And then for you, it was going, okay, how did I, you know, I treated so-and-so. Yeah. So how was it? I, I, I've never put those two words together. I think um, I think that's my prayer this year, Nate. I teach me to be more skillful in vulnerability. But no, I never thought about that. I yeah. think just being vulnerable is just, you know, I'm just going to open. It, yeah, it's yeah. like, it is a skill. I never even thought about that. So good. But I think even what you said is, it just matched with what you said. Like you, you had to learn. Yeah. You know, practice. yeah. Thank you for sharing. We have to flip the tape. Nate, do you want to share anything? Sure, heck yeah. I don't want to force stories. Huh? No, no. I think you guys are there. <laughs> Tell me your there. stories. Tell me. Um, let us in your house. But that picture of a, a house, house? Yeah. saying, "Let me come in, walk in your house, put my man." Okay. <laughs> Scary. That, that, I got scared. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah. No, I think the. I mean, there's a lot. There's a lot of stuff that like. <laughs> I'm like, I could think of a bunch of stories where I felt shame that actually hindered my relationship with God or with people or whatever. But the one that I stuck out when you guys were talking was, you mentioned something about accountability. <laughs> and even with vulnerability, like, I remember sitting in that office over there telling Leslie that, like, I'm going to have a baby. <laughs> and then sitting in Pastor Gavis' office and telling him the same thing. And me and Megan weren't married or anything. Um... So it was this. Uh, that must have been hard. So uh, people don't know, but like you just got, you were just named like leader of the union at that time. Like yeah. there was a lot going on. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. So that was, um, but even then it's like, those are all external things. Yeah. 
when I sat down in the in the office with Leslie, the hardest thing wasn't saying. I think that the the fruit was yes, I'm having a baby out of wedlock, right? That's a fruit. But the root was a lot of my life was behind a mask. Mm-hmm. There's so much you don't know. Mm-hmm. So yeah. when I sat down with her, I'm not going to say everything, but I'll say I didn't. The the main point of the conversation wasn't we're pregnant, but the conversation was, and here's when I cussed last, and here's when I looked at porn last, and here's when I did it. Wow, wow. I said I need you to know everything wow, because Nate. the per the the reason why I got here is because you don't know. I've mm-hmm. said I'm great. I've smiled. I've preached. I've whatever. But the truth of the matter is, I'm dying inside. Yeah. Ooh. And so I took my mask out before her, before Pastor Gavin. And what actually happened was I was inviting him to my home, and so I was able to experience covering. <laughs> and and it was sorry we don't have to get into that but there was a level of accountability that I would have missed out on if I just was transparent. Yeah, yeah. you know, and and so I think that that accountability and you guys know because you were there too. I mean, we sat down. I, I told you guys and and I invited you into because there was a transformation that had happened. I had a contrite heart. I had I mean I was broken. I was humbled. But um, I think the big turning point was I was loved at my lowest point. Come on, yeah. and wow. not just by God but by you guys. So it was. I deserve to be fired in my head. I deserve to be fired. I deserve to be kicked out of the church. I deserve to be like just whatever. And what I was met with was not a lovey-dovey, cushy love, but I love you too much to leave you where you are loved. Yeah. And, and even even invi- invited into the place of, let me tell you how much this hurts me, love. And I can't, I'm like, just, just for like privacy purposes, I can't get into it. Yeah. But I've had so many conversations that I was never the same after one conversation with a person to see the effect that had on their heart. Just to see their heart break knowing what I did. And again, it's not this thing of the fruit per se, but think about the example I'm setting for the next generation. Think about, the, you know, and it's, it's not like, like I said, I can't get into the details, but I remember seeing the, the look in people's eyes when I talked to them and I'm like, my heart was breaking because it was like, I don't know. That's beautiful. Does that make sense? It does. Yeah. And so, so I was, met, and then the thing is, you, we talked about it, you're, you're passing on whatever you've been fathered. You're reproducing whatever you've been fathered. So what I was being passed was not shame. It was not guilt. But there is a high level of excellence and purity that was passed on to me in that moment. Does that make sense? Absolutely. You think about the, the, the integrity that the staff walks with. And I was met with that integrity. And they yeah. were full of it. Shoot. They were full of it. And so I was being dumped. This I was upgraded in my purity. I was upgraded in my standard of how I see myself and, and my worth and, and my calling and my thing. And it was like, I have nothing to bring to the table. I don't have a ministry. To, I mean, I do. I had my, I was holding on to my ministry diploma. I was holding on to my years of experience across whatever, my mission shifts, my da-da-da. Oh. I was holding on to my dimples. I was holding on my, to my <laughs> teaching, my, my love yeah. for the word. I was holding on to my, all this stuff. And I was like, this is why I'm on staff. And then when all that was stripped away, all mm. I had was my calling. Mm. And that, all I had was the hand of God in my life. And all I had that was the anointing. And it was like, I have nothing to do with any of that. That was before I was ever born. And so they looked at my, what got my, God's, God's hand on my, and they said, they affirmed that. I was like, okay, I have nothing to give. Okay, cool. Is that, isn't that crazy? So when yeah, I was loving yeah. that place, and when I was, when I was, um, when I was dumped, that stuff on me, that purity and stuff, it was like, I'll, I'll never be the same. But then the, the next step that I walked me into was with you guys more than you guys, but you guys are here, so I'll talk about you guys, is a level of accountability where I told you with this new standard that I have for, for how, how worthy I am and and um, my heart was broken in pieces. I remember I would text you guys of like, oh yeah, you remember that? Yeah, I remember that. I would be like, okay, I, I would say before I ever hung out with Megan or, or we, oh, yeah, I, I, said, I would say, Holy Spirit says I need to leave by 10 o'clock. Yeah. And so I'd text you guys and I'd say, text me at 10 if I'm not out of there. And I, and I would like, sometimes I'd be like running. You know, like, yeah, I'd be like, okay, gotta go. Yeah. <laughs> you know? yeah. But it's like, there, there was a level of accountability oh. and, it, and it's not because you were trying to stop the behavior, but there was a, 
there was a um because I value something, yeah, I'm willing to put it in a safe place. ADT at the home, you know, whatever. It's like <laughs> it's like I don't leave my keys out. Like I hide my my wife's purse and stuff. Yeah. I I put my I put I have my my passport and stuff in a safe. But and and only I know the code or Megan and I know yeah. the code. Yeah. But it's like I put these things that I value in safe places. Mm. And so once I started to value it, I didn't let myself hang out past a certain time because yeah. I valued what me and Megan had. It's I wanted to protect it. But that came through being corrected and being um, disciplined by people's love, unconditional love and meeting that. And then it came through that accountability with you guys of let me tell you how much I value this. Now let me help you value it. It's the same thing of will you watch my car while I'm gone? I value this. I trust you with this. It's like will you watch my my relationship with Megan it's because good. I value it so much. And so that accountability yeah. was that changed everything for me because even moments where I was like, you know, I don't want to go. I trust myself. I can do this. Trust me. Yeah. You guys would text me like, get the heck yeah. out of here. <laughs> I remember that. Yeah, you remember that? Yeah. Oh my gosh. But, but, but I needed that at the time. Now you guys don't text me. Right. But I needed you're that married, at the time. You're married, you're fine. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. No curfew. But, but, that, but that's the thing. Is, but even then, that's what I'm saying. Uh, is it okay we go a little? Yeah, no, no. Are you sure? Yeah, you yeah. tell me. No, I'll, I'll stop right now. Yeah, yeah. It, it wasn't her. It wasn't her. It was what you were talking about earlier. It was, I had a huge mask on. And so there were things in my heart where you have to understand. I had no capacity to love her to the way that I needed to love her. She was, I would never say this out loud, but in my heart, I was so broken and hurting inside that I, I actually saw her as yeah. an object to make me feel better. Yeah, 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 I know what you mean. It wasn't a thing of, it wasn't a thing of, even my best intentions in the world. I mean, you can have somebody, like, I, I told the, the middle school just the other day, I was like, you see LeBron get injured and he tears an, tears an ACL and he sits on the bench. You just, and as bad as he wants to play, he has to live it because you have to heal. Mm. If you're broken, mm. you have to heal. You don't Ooh. play. You see what I'm saying? Yeah. So I'm broken, but I was trying to play. Ah, and what was happening was I was wow. hurting my team. I was hurting more than myself. I was letting people down. And I was actually hurting myself as well. So I'm sitting here and she's like, are you good? I'm like, yeah, yeah. I'm fine. <laughs> I'm fine. But the truth <laughs> of the matter is I'm actually hurting her. I'm hurting the ministry. I'm hurting Gosh. everyone because I was never addressing the fact that I tore my ACL. And not tore my ACL, but I was, yeah. I was, I was not enough in my own heart. I, I mean, I don't have to go to my problems, yeah. but the root yeah. was never addressed so i'm sitting here putting the jersey i'm like i'm good i'm good i'm good but really i was actually we were i couldn't play defense the same way i couldn't play you know i couldn't value the relationship because when i saw her it was like i don't have the ability to love that i could it wasn't until i got that healing and encountered that uncontrolled unconditional love and like spend the time with god where that he i started learning you if you take a coupon it's just a piece of paper once you take it to the store they redeem it and it's worth money I was just a piece of paper until I was redeemed. Does that make sense? Yeah. Okay. So I saw myself as a piece of paper, whereas someone picked me up and found me and said, no, you're worth a million dollars. I mean, if I pull money out of my wallet right now, it's just a piece of paper. But if you see it as that, you'll treat it like that. Oh, it's just money. I'll throw it away. That's right, but yeah. I've seen moms like clip, religiously clip these little pieces of paper and then go to the grocery store and get out there for like three, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, these couponers, <laughs> my mom used to do it all the time. And it's like, they value this people because they see it. And, I started to treat it differently once I saw the fact that I was redeemed That's or redeemable. You see yeah. what I'm saying? Yeah. So when when the it wasn't that I it wasn't that I was like you know oh 
bump Megan or bump me or I'm a piece of crap or whatever. It's a matter of like, I had, I was doing it outside of God. The only person who has the authority to redeem me is him. Mm. I cannot do it in my own. It, I can't go to, I can't be like, this is worth so, I can't draw on a piece of paper, Home Depot, worth $100, Home Depot gift card, and be like, take this. It's like, who gave this, yeah. bro? You can't make these. Yeah, absolutely. And so when it comes to redemption, for me, I think that, that was a turning point. It was like, once I started to find his unconditional love, and 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 invite him in the in those places of my heart, like vulnerably, like okay, I'm hurting here, I'm broken here, I'm not enough here. Then I started to see my value was, oh my gosh, she's worth way more. I mean, I remember repenting so much. I'm like, this is your daughter. I'm so sorry. And like you guys know, it. I mean, you guys have some of those yeah. conversations. I would just weep, man. I would weep, or I'm your son, and I'd be so sorry because I'd have to tell Levi, like, you know, I wish I, w- I wish I waited, I wish I waited, because now she was to do. With this and it's like I don't sit here with shame now. It's just my heart breaks because I want to be able to pass that on to him. Of like, she's worth waiting. I just was broken, you know. Yeah, it's not a matter of shame. I'm not ashamed of it now. I, I don't. He, yeah. he took that on yeah. the cross, but it's a matter of like, I wish I could have been like, yeah, you know. Here's this gift I can give you, but now yeah. I can tell him experience. Sucker, this sucks, right. Baby. But that's the redeeming yeah. part of it's it. Beautiful. Like, sure. redeeming has yeah. value behind it as well, and you get yeah. to give that away too. And now you're influencing. Like the ones coming up. Oh, I tell them all the time. Man. Like you, uh, yeah. you know what I mean? Tell, talking about you being vulnerable, even now the fact that you get to be vulnerable with them, like they're getting stuff that I don't think they would ever have gotten. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah, absolutely. It's like I've always called this guy the, the walking King David. You know what I mean? Like, because he had testimonies, <sighs> yeah. but he was vulnerable. You know, he you read the Psalms. Yeah. I mean, it wasn't all sunshine and rainbows. You know? Not at all. God, where are you? you yeah, know? literally. Um, thank you yeah. for sharing. I mean, thank even you. even what yeah. you were saying, man, I think. I think that the key here, and Celeste, you hit it, is are we asking this enough is how's your heart? Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, come on now. Because we, we go straight to let's look at their actions. Oh, yeah. you're getting the job done where even you, like all of us, we we have to ask that question. Yeah. You were talking about, I think, was it Valentin, Jason Valentin, yeah, Jason. who's probably kicking butt, raising the dead, healing the sick, and even he has to go, how's my heart? Mm-hmm. I think we don't do that enough. Absolutely. Yeah. Honestly. Yeah. I mean, yeah. even I was thinking about about the am i even like skillful in my vulnerability i'm like not at all not at all like yeah. that's something i need to practice um so my question for everyone at home too is like how's your heart tell them to ask them sure. look right here and say how's your heart how's your heart, how's your heart? yeah so that's what we're gonna say i have a question for you nate um how did god's and other people's response to your vulnerability shape your way forward good question um to answer a really good question. So how did God's response to my vulnerability shape my way forward and other people's? Well, I'll start with people first because mm-hmm. I think I, they're a good practice. <laughs> um, I would never anticipate, I never, ever, ever, ever invited anyone to my lowest point mm-hmm. in I think 20 some years to that point. So for decades, no one has seen my lowest point. No one's known my worst mistake, no nothing. So to bring them into that, I didn't know, I was terrified. But when I, what I met was unconditional love. And you had to think, the Bible wasn't joking when he says that perfect love casts out fear. So a lot of what I was dealing with at the time was I'm hurt, so I'm afraid of getting hurt or whatever. So a lot of how I was dealing with, whether with girls or with, with hiding stuff, was just fear-based. So once I met love, it cast out fear. You see what I'm saying? So like, I was no longer afraid stepping forward with people. Well, if you saw me at my worst, yeah, I think you guys, we've experienced it on smaller levels. Like, oh, well, you've already seen my dirty laundry. So, you know, come on. And I don't care. It's the people you don't clean up for when, before they come over, it's, <laughs> yeah. like, it's like, it's like, yeah, come on. It. You know what yeah, I mean? yeah, yeah. Like those are the people like that. I no longer have those fears because of how they love me. And then with God, uh, it was, it was way, 
again, I mean, perfect love cast out fear. So same there. But I would say with him, I remember vividly, I had to start retraining my brain. Mm. That's so cool. I would encounter love, but it, I had to renew my mind to the fact that it, it wasn't like an overnight thing of like, I mean, I would spend, I joked like at the time I said, even Pastor Barry himself is not spending more time with God than me. I told people that I look, I could look people confident. And I say, I spend more time than when I, when I first came at 14, I was like, he, he must be there. He must be there. Um, every day I look, used to look at, I was a little kid, like, I want to be like him, you know? And, and then I, I came a point where I was at my lowest point. I was like, I need him so bad. That I remember every morning, every night when I come home at work, and all I did was just study this this man who he is and invite him to these places and had these tough conversations. But I will say it took so much more retraining of my brain. I don't know how to explain it outside of. I would say this advice. I'd say if you don't get it, tell him because I I remember he would tell me these things of like even just the armor of God. He said you have to put on the armor of every God of of God every day, and I'm like that's so cheesy. What does that look like? And he said let me explain. And he broke down each individual piece so he'd say with my breastplate of righteousness he'd show me here are your straps this is i love you at your lowest point is one strap and here is i see you spotless in my eyes and you tighten those things up and he custom made this armor for me it was like all right now here's your helmet here here here's how you lace your boots up and it was like what and it was like i had to ask these questions become like ignorant and like to the point instead of assuming because um i think that's what got me in the in the place in the first place was like oh yeah i got my armor on i'm good to Mm. go as opposed to, I need you so bad. Does that make any sense? Yeah. yeah. So, so, good. so what I'm hearing is like he responded to you in kindness and compassion and stooping low. And he didn't say, standards up here, buddy. Good luck. Like, yeah. what oh, you yeah. doing about that? I he, mean, he was, so born, he, he was born a gosh dang manger. He's not a good, yeah. right? he was mm-hmm. born into a mess. Yeah. He was born into our mess. It's so beautiful. So, so he's not afraid of that. And yeah, I think so good. I, mm-hmm. I, I, was, I was learning to invite him into the mess. The same way I was learning to invite people in. And yeah, it wasn't that he cleaned it because he was not okay with the mess. It was that he knew I deserved better mm. in my heart. Yeah. You know, I deserved to be loved that well or, you know, yeah. seen like that. So it's yeah, beautiful. it was tough. I love that. I think it was beautiful. It's good. I know even like a, one of my favorite scriptures of First John where it says, you know, if you confess your sins, like he cleanses you. Oh, yeah. And I think we, we've all have made a mess of trying to clean up our own messes. Yeah, absolutely. That relying on, you yeah. know, his blood, who he is, Born. his kindness, his yeah. whatever it is that we're missing that he wants to actually wash us with. It's true. You know, it's like he does the cleaning. Yes. You know. Uh, I've been in Psalms 100, you know, and everybody, I think a lot of people know that, especially worshipers, you know, they're like, enter his praise, enter his gates with thanksgiving. But right before that, it's a beautiful verse, beautiful verse. It's, we didn't make ourselves, you made us. Or you made us, we didn't make ourselves. And it hit me of like, I'm not an accident. You know, and I think a lot of like the purity issues, it's like, I have no purpose here. Like yeah. my parents were in heat. <laughs> they probably drank a little bit too much. And then I came out. You know what I mean? Where it's like, no, they didn't even make me. God made me. It was his idea for me to be here. So if I couldn't even birth myself or make myself, then why do I think I can clean myself? Yeah. You know, and so I'm in these situations hey. where I'm like, okay, I'm here for whatever reason, but... God is in this situation with me. He's in the mess with me. So like, what do you, how do you want to help me? Mm-hmm. And I love how you said you go to journal. Yeah. Because God meets you in a place where you can understand anything and everything. For me, it was like, let's go on runs. Yeah. And I'm like, I don't have time. And he was like, you, you have excuses. You're going to make time. You're going to develop the skill. We're going to develop the skill. Wake up at five. Yeah. You know? And so like, I, I think for me, I just want to share that. Like, I, I love what you guys have been sharing. Like, it wasn't like, one talk with him and like we were good 
Yeah. You know, it was like this process yeah. of like conversation after conversation after conversation and doing it with him. Mm-hmm. And for me, he was like, we're going to wake up at five and we're going to go on runs. And I'm like, no, like, what's the value? And he's like, that's how we get grounded. He was like, the reason that you go and watch porn or go and masturbate or go and do this is because you're not grounded. And I'm like, whoa, I didn't know. I thought I was a sinner. Like, I thought I thought I was dirty. And he's like, yeah. no, you're just not grounded. Like, this is how we get grounded. We go on runs because that's where you and I get to have conversations. Not even the birds are awake. The bugs weren't awake. People weren't awake. It's so quiet. And you can't be controlled. And you have nothing to control here. Yeah. And, and those are the places where he met me and loved me and reminded me of my calling. You know, and, and um, I know we got to close up soon. But, like, I just want to take the roof off. Like, what's a calling? Like, what what is that? Like... Oh, the roof off calling? Yeah, like when somebody's like, what is your calling? Uh, I guess to me, it's, it's real like, quick. it's like, for how much me, time, yeah, how much time? Um, we'll, we'll wrap it up after this. Very cool. Does that feel good? Yeah. Right. I, like for me, I think it's, it's purpose. Purpose. Like I always, um, how, how I teach the kids is you're a masterpiece. Mm. And so like calling is like, what kind of masterpiece did he make you? He doesn't make mistakes. So why did he create you? Like he doesn't make mistakes. You're breathing here to create something. So it's like whatever that is. And we all have it. So to me, even here now like that's what the enemy's after like because if you don't know you're a masterpiece you're gonna stay in the mud yeah like you're gonna stay down there yeah so and, you know, so. and when you attach your calling to something that you do it's still yeah you're stepping into that that trap of like I am, me again. I, I am what i do yeah. but like your calling it boils down to i'm a child of god that's period. right i am god's daughter come on that is a huge calling. No matter what you do, that's an extension of that. Yeah. But if you step into my calling is something. And if I don't do that, I'm not walking in my calling and there's shame. Like, I am first a child of God. That is my calling. That is my purpose. Yeah. To love and be loved by the one who made me. You are Mom. God's favorite beloved. Yeah. And if that's not the foundation, you'll, like you said, you'll miss your calling. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Beautiful. <laughs> I love it. Yeah. So I got a question for you. Do you, do you think we took the roof off purity? Dude, I Blew think. I want to thank everyone for being vulnerable. I know you guys all shared stuff. Thank you. Thank you, Celeste, for coming and yeah. for really uh, even teaching us that we have to de- – there's obviously, if you're watching this, we're all, we're all developing the skill of vulnerability, and I encourage you to go deep with that. Yeah. You know, are you doing that with God? And, like, are you asking that question, how's my heart, mm-hmm. instead of how are my actions? You know, Ooh. go go deeper. So um, Any last words? Oh, let him touch it. Yeah. Not not I think when you're talking about cleaning yourself and stuff, it's like I think about Levi and stuff. Invite him in the place, but also let him touch it. Sometimes we like we avoid those conversations with God and it's like let him touch how bad it felt. Let him mm. touch the guilt. Let him yeah. touch the shame. Yeah. Like I did this and, and we avoid that because we don't want to be honest with ourselves how much like it actually hurt to think about that. But like if you bring him in there, it'll never be the same. There's freedom mm-hmm. where the Spirit of the Lord is. Invite the Spirit of the Lord there. And yeah. freedom. Can, can I say one more thing? Yes, please. It's, like a, it's a short story. Yeah. I was um, kind of processing, like, the topic of purity, all of that. And real fast story. My dog, love my dog. He went outside one time, and I guess he ate something bad, and he got really, really sick. And I've never taken an animal to the vet before. My family was not that great with pets. But, like, he was so sick, puking up everything, water, everything. And I was like, i got to take him to the vet. So, like, long story short, he gets better. 
couple days later, I see him in the yard, and he goes out by himself. I see him in the yard, and we're, like, supervising him, like, super closely. <laughs> and I see him, like, eating something. And I flew out that door, and I yelled at that dog. I said, get your butt up here. He ran up, he ran up the steps, and he dropped out this dead frog that he was eating that obviously it was probably something that got him sick. Yeah. And it's like we think – so, like, the way our parents respond to us when they think we are – stepping into something dangerous or dirty is like we see anger on their face but really my heart was like i do not want you to get sick ever again you get up here you spit that out like my concern for him came out like anger he was scared but we think we're gonna bring our mess to god and we're gonna meet anger but it's his kindness that leads us to repentance. Repentance is changing the way we think. So like we think we're going to, I got this dead frog in my mouth (laughs) and I'm going to spit it out. She's going to yell at me. And God's like, Oh, there's so much better for you. Like, let me give you this piece of steak. This was meant for you. And it's like his kindness that leads us to changing the way we think, changing the way you think will change the way you behave. So it's like, yeah. Good job. You're going to be met with kindness. Yeah. And the more vulnerable you are, job. the more you're going to experience it. Yeah. Come on. That's the key. All right. Well, thank you, everyone. We hope you enjoyed the episode. Thank you guys for watching. <laughs> if you enjoyed the video, please give us a like. Don't forget to share it to whoever you feel will love this. We appreciate it. And then also comment down what roofs we should be taking off. And um, we love you. Thank yeah. you again Hi, for watching. Hi, Mom. Yeah. <laughs> Hi, Mom. <laughs> love you.